Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host, Jed Zetzer, as always, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome to the show, mate. What's happening? Uh, mate, there's a lot to get through. I'm glad we sort of waited 24 hours to record this one. The emotions have settled. Um, we can think a little bit clearer about what happened on the weekend and what is going to happen in the next seven days. But uh, fresh off the bat, mate, your feelings at this point in time about what is happening at the football club. Yeah, I'm just... Not so much the football club, but just Saturday night was... Yeah, it was, it was a very hard loss to take. It was, it was devastating, wasn't it? As in, we were right there. Yeah, it, it's hard to... I haven't really talked about it. I was... I've been in such a foul mood, but it was just, we were there. Like it was like, we were what, 11 seconds away. Yeah. Even if pickets went for a point, we would have made it. Like the draw was enough. It's just, yeah. It, it, it almost felt like that was the chance we had to take and we didn't. Yeah. I, it, I yeah. have that feeling as well. The, the feeling immediately after the game was that, gee, they've left everything out there. Do they have every anything left? Possibly not. You just felt like that was it. That was the moment and it slipped. I know. And look, I guess the good thing about the position we've set ourselves up to be in is we still have a fourth opportunity. Yeah. A fourth match point this week, but I just can't believe And look, I knew how long there was to go. I was following the clock the whole way in. Yeah. So as soon as he kicked it, I got up and left because... I knew we were no yeah, chance. Yeah. I knew how long there was to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just like, oh, yeah. It, it was just devastating. It really was. It was yeah, uh, I said at three-quarter time to my dad, I said at three-quarter time, this is either going to be the best quarter we're ever going to have or it's going to be the most typical thing you ever see. <laughs> and of course, yeah, we got... Well, that was the initial thought on my behalf. I think I messaged our group straight away and said, well, I think it was like, as soon as he kicked the goal, I just wrote, that is as typical as you will ever get. Yeah, it, it just... I, I don't, Yeah, it's hard, but... You know, the great thing is we we move on and then, look, we've got an elimination final this week. Finals has come early. This is what Craig Hutchison's wanted for years. It's wild card weekend. Yeah. This is it. This is, yeah, this is a final. It is. It's a straight up elimination final for us. I guess it can be avoided if the Bulldogs lose, but with how Hawthorne played on the weekend, I don't think that's going to happen. And we can't be relying on the Dogs to lose um, or the Hawks to win. It's it's in our hands. It's been in our hands for a month and uh, it is time to to take the opportunity and get ourselves into finals. I mean, yeah, let's, let's talk about, I guess, the performance. We'll speak about the last two minutes. We'll analyze the players. A bit of a trade wrap at the end of this show as well with some trade news starting to come through early, as it always does. But uh, yeah, straight away, Bolt, I'll just ask you... Taking, I guess, the result, 
the last two minutes out of it. What were your thoughts on our performance on Saturday night? Look, on the whole, we, we, we did play well enough to put ourselves in a position to beat a very good team. So you can't fault the endeavour. You can't really fault... There was, you know, much more cover defensively. This you can't. It's hard to fault them. It's, it's just you know we're at the point in the season where I don't care about performance. We need results, and we didn't get the result. But like the performance itself was fine. Mm. As in, we nearly beat the reigning premiers in yeah. a game which they had to win too. So it's tough. As in, look, it was it was a much more improved workmanlike performance than what we've seen the last fortnight. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and I think it's difficult for us to sit here and be angry because the boys turned up, they did, and it wasn't pretty, you know, it was never going to be pretty, but the way that the first three quarters unfolded, you know, it, it, it wasn't pretty, but they fought so hard and they defended for their lives for three quarters and then went all in and attacked and they just went for it in that last quarter and... I thought we were coached really well on Saturday night. I yeah. think I think they got, you know, they the structure was really good in terms of the way we set ourselves up to defend, if that makes sense. Yeah, to an extent. I don't know if we'll coach necessarily. I just thought we played with a bit more endeavor. I just thought there was a, a complete mindset switch. Oh, you know, they, they knew... What, I, look, I think at least the positive to take out of that is going into this week against Collingwood. It looks like the playing group know what's at stake, what needs to be done. Because really, it, it's it's win or bust this week. Um, but it, it's yeah, it's just such a tough... It was such a bad Saturday night. It was such a tough pill to swallow. But yeah, it's just crazy how close we were and how far away it seems now. But we meet our friends on Sunday. In you know, let's be honest, this is like the biggest game since the Richmond final in 2013 that we yeah. have played. Um, and look, it's. Tra- I said it to you last night, it's transcending down a very similar path to the way we made the 2013 finals. As in, in 2013, we played Essendon in the second last round and we knew we had to pinch one of the last two to make it, knowing that Essendon were probably going to be cut anyway. Going into that final fortnight, we lost to Essendon with 25 seconds to go. Yeah. And then we had to beat Port the next week. It was win or bust and we won by a point and went on to greater things than the week after. So it's, you know, it's a, you know we had our chance in 2013, didn't take it and went back next week and won. So hopefully it's the same thing. Should we get into the players? Yeah, uh, just very quickly. Um, I'm a massive Brisbane fan on Friday night. So just to make things clear to understand, if Carlton do beat Collingwood, we will play finals and we will likely play the loser of Melbourne and Brisbane now if that happens to be Melbourne, you're never going to get a better option for redemption than that. And, you know, we found out today we could, if we do make finals, we could see, you know, Hewitt and, uh, and, and Newman and possibly Boyd all get up for it. So, you know, and Kennedy's now out for the year. We, we've been, you know, absolutely slammed by injuries. We can't forget that as well, but you know, you make finals, you get a handful of them back. Hewitt, the big one, it's, you know, you give yourselves a chance to redeem yourselves against Melbourne, but we all start this week against the Pies. Let's get into player analysis, yes. starting with the back line. Uh, let's start with Adam Saad, Bolt. What are your thoughts? It, it was a much more improved performance from Saad. I thought he was quite good. Yeah. Um, no, I thought Saad, he was good. Definitely uh, needed to perform because I was really upset and disappointed with his last fortnight. And I guess, 
yeah, this was a, a much improved performance from Sadi. Um, Lewis Young. I've been pretty vocal on Lewis Young, haven't I? The last, I, I think he's had a really poor month, but I thought, hands down, he was our best player on Saturday night. I thought he was our best player. It's interesting. He had some doozy moments. Yeah, I just thought, I think he set a world record, 21 spoils on the night. He had nine marks, 12 intercept possessions. Yeah. And he completely nullified Ben Brown. I thought he was superb. Yeah, no, that's credit where credit's due. Mitch McGovern. Yeah, I thought he was also pretty good. Uh, yeah. he, you know what? He's he's slotted right back into this team seamlessly, hasn't he? He's probably been top... Uh, is this? Would you say this is an outlandish call to say he's been top five in every game he's played this year for us? Yeah, he'd be right around the mark. He's just, you know, maybe not the GWS game, but his first one back. But, you know, his last three weeks have been great. Yeah. As in, he, he he's... You know what? He's holding up his end of the deal at the moment. You know, he got rushed back in pretty swiftly. Yeah. And for good reason. Yeah. No, he's, he's brilliant. Um, Weeders. Yeah, Weedering's in a rut. Weedering is stuck in the mud at the moment. As in, so they went out to target Weedering this week. We've seen teams target Saad. We've seen teams target Doherty before. Melksham played almost that Nick Digan role on Weedering. Yeah. And killed him. Absolutely killed him. And yeah, it's, you know, Weedering's... Been in really dodgy form since he's come back. And it's, you know, it's something that we really can't afford right now. It's it's becoming an, it's becoming a massive issue. I mean, Saturday night, really, I, 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 I... Melksham killed us, Bolt. And at the end of the day, he won the match for them. And, yeah, it's 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 an issue. I mean, Wiedering's done enough in his time to, to be immune to, you know, I guess serious criticism but with the way he's been playing it's like well no one's immune to it no one should ever be immune if you're playing badly you're playing badly and he's not playing well at the moment at mm. all weathering he's really not he was for me bottom three on the night uh the rest of the defenders well i will get to jack news well was he a defender on Saturday? i don't even know what he was doing on saturday night oh, it was a bit weird he, play, he did play a bit further well stocker slotted into the back pocket well, let's talk about stocker then i actually thought stocker was quite good I thought, I, I thought... You know what? Intent was there. I think his pressure was good. Um, I think it was a messy game. I'll be honest. I think it was messy, but it was almost like a good messy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, he assumed the halfback role. No, I thought Stocker was fine. And look, Stocker will play next week. Yeah. He played against Collingwood earlier in the year and was disgusting. So it's, you know, a lot of... Redem- I think he got dropped thereafter. Yeah, it hasn't played. So, he, this was his first game since that Collingwood so, game. So, you know, there's a lot on the... Oh, on, no, he possibly he, came he, back for the GWS. Or, I think he oh, played against... Yeah, maybe it was Geelong. Yeah, whichever one it was. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot on the line for Stocker this week. And, no, but I, I, I did think Stocker played quite... I actually was quite happy with Stocker. But you go back to Nunes, it was such a... Uh, it just stuck in the middle of nowhere, Nunes. As in, he was kind of playing higher up the ground. He kind of wasn't. I, I don't know. We saw him get sucked deep back in the last 10 minutes of the game. But, yeah, I, I, you'd have to say on the back of Nunes, just dawdling around for most of the game, that he'd have to be the guy, the full guy for Chera. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. I was absolutely so disappointed with Nunes' performance. I think, you know... In the last few minutes of the game, when it was, you know, basically just you cannot make an error, he made a few absolute blunders. The miss, the missed mark. Oh. I guess he was, 
you know, the direct man responsible for Cozzy Pickett when he kicked the goal. It was just, it was shambolic. Um, and for me, he shouldn't be in the team. And at the end of the day, you know, we sort of got what was coming for us. It's like, I think Nunes playing, I don't think that was the next man up mentality. Would you agree with that? Or do you think he was the next man up to assume that role? So we wanted, so who do we want to play that role? Well, for me, I saw Nunes in the back line for a lot of the night. Yes, we want Plowman. Plowman's a better defender. I guess with Nunes, there's a bit more versatility if he needs to move around. But, you know, just for me, I I don't think, yeah, I, I don't know if that was following that next man up mentality. He was almost just playing this Mr. Fix-It role. They were just throwing him everywhere and it was... Yeah, didn't work. I don't think we'll see him again this year. Um, possibly. I mean, that's another conversation whether he gets another contract for next year. But yeah, that was that was really grim. That last two minutes of Jack Nunes, it was grim. Uh, I think that's the defenders covered. Have we? Oh, Marchbank. Yeah, Marchbank's been quite solid since he's come into the team. Yeah, I thought he was good on Saturday night. One of, I mean. After the match, I was saying, you know, Marchbank was one of few that would... It's actually probably pretty good. Um, yeah, no, he he had Fritch for most of the night and completely blanketed Fritch. Fritch had four possessions and a goal. So, no, Marchbank, you know, Marchbank did exactly what we need him to do. He's, he's Look, and I said it last week, he's completely improved as a one-on-one defender. So, uh, there's no reason that Marchbank's going to be leaving the team. Yeah, no, and it's, oh, it's great to see, isn't it? Like, we've been waiting so long for this. Years for this. Yep. And it's great to see. And there's more improvement to come. I've got no doubt about that. Yeah. I'm not in the smiling mood. So no. Oh, I'm not... Yeah, s- no. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, all right. Midfield. Well, we'll transition from the back line to the midfield, considering that's what Sam Doherty did. So we'll start with Sam Doherty, yes. shall we? So he started the first centre bounce in the guts. Yeah. He was quite good. at. We added, you know... We added something different, and we needed to. You know, we're playing with no Chera, Hewitt, or Kennedy, um, and I guess you know we dropped Dow as well. Um, Doherty was very good. I thought he was brilliant in the last quarter. Bolt. I thought he, you know, got a lot of clearances in that last quarter. I don't know if there's a a way to find out the quarters of the clearances. I'm just looking now, but yeah, he's. I thought he was particularly good in that last quarter. So, a bit of credit to Doc. And, well, let's be honest, he was in a form rut in his usual role. So Just hadn't been himself down back. And, yeah, no, I was, I was very pleased with the move. And I think, you know, as Collingwood's kind of been doing with Jack Crisp, throwing caution to the fire a little bit in the middle, I think we'll do the same this weekend with Doherty. Yep, six clearances on the night. He had 10 tackles, Doherty. 26 pressure acts, obviously, the 28 disposals. So, yep. Um, good to see the Doc hit some form again. Weren't we meant to do this before he did his ACL? Yeah. Play Doherty through the midfield? Yeah, this was the, you know, that was the next transition. You know, he was sort of seen as possibly a midfielder, but... Like that Keller Mills transition, potentially. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens going forward. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, I think we've definitely got more depth in the half-back position than we do... In the midfield, you know, with Williams well, and right Boyd. Now, yeah. Williams, Boyd and Newman all out of the side, all presumably going to be fit for a final if we do make it. You know, Doherty has to play mid. He has to, with Kennedy now out for the year. Um, and he actually played that tough nut role really well. As I said, 10 tackles, 26 uh, pressure acts. 
it's a pretty fair effort. Yeah. Cripper. No, he was good. Cripps was great again. Cripps was, mate, he was absolutely outstanding. Like, we win that game, he gets three votes. I, I, I thought he was just... And he's he's returned to that form last month. He was outstanding against... Um, Adelaide. Yeah, obviously Adelaide. Who do we good play? Good against the Giants. Who, was it Giants before Adelaide? Yeah. Yeah, it was great against the Giants. Obviously, best on against Adelaide. And then I thought he was one of few players who was brilliant last week against yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's playing really well, Cripps. He was good. He was good. It was a big week for Paddy Cripps. And this is an even bigger week for him because he is the man yeah. that needs to drive the club to where we haven't been for a while. Um, Walsh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a down night for Walsh. I, I, I didn't notice him doing a hell of a lot of significant things. Um, uh, yeah, like I know he got, what did he have? 27. He just, yeah, he just didn't feel like he was that involved. Did yeah. It? No, I completely agree. Geez, copped a lot of heat this week in the media. I mean, well, we say this Walsh. week, it's been Monday. Yeah. It's here. They were saying, oh, I can't remember who it was. Someone said on SEN this morning, they were having a bit of a dig at his kicking and his disposal efficiency. Um, and I guess we've been on this all year, but it's a bit stiff. That he's the one copying him. Yeah, you know, he doesn't need to be the fall guy. But, um, yeah, as in, look, we probably need him to hit the scoreboard a bit more. We just need him to be a little bit more... Imp- he's far from the issue, Sam Walsh. And, once again, he'll be raring to go for the elimination final on Sunday. Yes. Uh, next in the midfield, let's talk about Will Setterfield. Well, well, interesting. So, the late in. So, he was tasked with following Oliver. A late in from what we know. But I'm sorry, Bolt. They knew he was playing. I reckon I'd go as far as saying since Thursday like he played a massive role tagging Oliver that's not a decision that you make an hour before the game yeah. it's not no, you, no, don't, no. you don't go an hour before the game alright you're coming in you're going to freaking tag the opposition's best player that is something that you decide during the week it's a tactical move That's yeah they, they would have known on Monday almost that I someone agree. was going to tag Oliver look on the green on the Good side for Setterfield. He was much better with the ball this week. Yeah. He got his hands on the ball. But at the end of the day, this is where it stops. He was brought in to play a role and his opponent won that battle. So Setterfield lost on the night and that's where it ends for me. He lost. And I get it. He's playing against a super, an extremely yeah. better player than him. Yeah. And I get it. But at the end of the day, we're playing a game full of jewels. And if you lose your jewel... Yeah. Then, like, Oliver... For me, Oliver gets Brownlow votes on the night. He was superb. Yeah, right. Like, he... he like, let's be honest. He didn't really do anything to quell set it, um to quell Oliver. Yeah. As in, he just... He was just around the ball more, so he got it more himself. Great. Yeah, I was getting really frustrated. He was... I mean, hang on. Was it Oliver who kicked the... There was a goal that was scored in the pocket. Was it Oliver who burst through the pack, handballed it off to someone, and they kicked the goal in Melbourne's forward pocket? Potentially. To the right of where we were sitting. I don't yeah, know. Was it maybe the picket goal? The first picket goal? Yeah, it was the first picket goal. I mean, you look at the replay of that. Setterfield's just miles away from yeah, Oliver. Yeah, no, yeah. It, he's, look, yeah. It was an improved performance for, his, he, for his own game. It was okay, but... People are probably going to say we're being stiff, but... We're not. As in, he was there to play a role, and that role was a one-on-one duel, and he lost the duel. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said, really. Yeah. All right. Um... Cottrell. Yeah, no, Cottrell's fine. Yeah, no, Cottrell's good. Thought Cottrell's he was, great. I thought he was close to our best on in the last quarter. 
Yeah, no, he's look, he's having a great season. And look, Ed Langdon did absolutely nothing. He completely nullified Langdon and... And it wasn't even a hard tag. He just owned his wing. It, it was... No, Cottrell's playing well. <laughs> yep. He's safe. <laughs> um, Lockie O'Brien. Oh, he's in a... He's in a... He's in bad form, isn't he? So he could also be the fall guy this week. I think it's one of him it's or Nunes. terrible Nunes. on Saturday you know, night. He's in really poor form. And I really like Lockie O'Brien, but he's been playing terribly the last four or five weeks he really has been it's basically been since they initially dropped him when we thought it was ridiculous that yeah. they did drop him and now he's come back he looks a guy who's bereft of confidence just, uh, he just I, I barely noticed him he didn't really get involved he's, yeah, he, he's in a lot of trouble it's gonna that'll be a tight call whether they want to go with Nunes or O'Brien this week I'm gonna be honest I think a grunt match coming up I don't know if it's if it's the match for like I think he well Collingwood's wingers Side bottom and Josh Dacos. They are gun. Like Josh Dacos is yeah. one of the best are we wings too in the comp. Slow with so Fisher's going to be playing on one wing. Then it's going to be Cottrell and someone else. Are we too slow with Cottrell and Nunes together? Well, as I said, Nunes has to be the first one out for me. He ab- yeah. If Nunes plays this week, what sort of standard are we setting? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. He, it is abs. It would be a travesty if he kept his spot in the team. Like I'm sorry, it is time to get serious here. Set some standards, mate. Like, like he cannot play. He cannot play on Saturday night. It is as simple as that. Shuffle, you know, do do something. Just he's he can't play. Yeah. He absolutely I, I, cannot I, I, play. I just feel like they're going to go with the experienced Nunes over O'Brien. You know what? They very well could, but that to me would just be making the blatant, blatantly the wrong call. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll be close. Um, so Fisher was playing more on the wing as well. thought Fisher had a good night. I did. Fisher's, you know, we've said it all year. He is our barometer. And when he's up, we're up. And he kicked, was it two in the end? He one, won. And then it touched on the line. The touched review. on it. Yeah. I, I think Fisher's having a really good year. He's having a career best year, let's be honest. Yep. And I think... He was really good on the weekend. Um, and he's definitely better in the midfield. He is. Like, he is a better AFL footballer playing in the midfield, I think. But he's proven to us this year that he can play that, you know, forward half role. So, Fisher was good Saturday night. Um, and he will, yeah, have a big role to play next week, no doubt. Because I think that they'll put Cottrell on Dacos. Yep. So, Fisher's going to be on the side, bottom side. That's all right. And I, I don't mind that for Fisher. No, that's fine. That's um, fine. Is that our mids done? Well, there's a circus going on at the moment. Yeah. Three weeks in a row. Ah, uh, We've yeah. dropped yeah. a different yeah, Ruckman. Yeah. So we've gone with the three... Co- we've gone with... In the three crunch games of our season, we've played three different Ruck combinations. And let's be honest. All three Ruck combinations have failed on the night. We've been beaten in the ruck on all three accounts. Smashed in the last two. Like, smashed. Um, Gorn was dominant. Uh, Pitonet was... I actually don't even know what to say or what where I sit with who should be rucking or not out of DeConning and Pitonet. I think it's just as simple as Pitonet put his worst foot forward. So, the timing's not going to be right for him and they're going to have to bring DeConning back in. And I don't think DeConning's playing great footy either. But Pitonet was abhorrent. Now, I sent you some texts yeah. on Saturday night. 
this for me was close to the worst and, and and I don't really care to be honest if people don't agree with me I've got my own opinion I think this was close to the worst performance that we've seen from a Carlton player in 2022 this was just mind-boggling bad it was it was absolute madness bolt and I don't understand why there's this fear, well, not fear, but why there's this reluctance to just say that Silvani's our number one ruck. Well, because that there's a reluctance to say that because it shouldn't be the case. But, so this is my opinion. It obviously shouldn't be the case. But with a game to win this week, I, I can't, like, I can't understand why they wouldn't go with Silvani as the number one ruck. He's clearly our best ruck. Yeah, and who? He's, he can't ruck the whole game by no, himself. No, no, I understand that. But oh, I don't know who pinch hits. I don't know what... Oh, no. So, I, I think this is, gonna... this is the issue, is that he's our best ruck, but you have to play one of the other ones with him. Of course him. you do. As in, I, I think De Conning will play this week. And I'd prefer, after what we saw at the Adelaide Oval, De Conning can't play permanently full forward. No. That can't happen. De Conning will ruck this week. Yeah. And Silvani was quite good on the weekend. So he'll stay to the role he's been playing as the high half forward pinch hitting in the ruck. He was fantastic he on was. the weekend. He was. But Pittenet, you know, and I speak about De Conning's lack of stoppage presence, as in Pittenet took a leaf out of his book. It was absolutely ridiculous. In the last quarter, I, I ha- yeah. there was something... After the Melksham goal to get it back to two points or whatever it was, we just had to neutralise the contest. Like, didn't even have to get it down the throat of a Crypto Walsh. Just get it to fucking ground. And, uh, he, yeah, it was... Yeah, he, oh, he was shocking. I, I actually don't... I actually... It's, a, it's actually... It's actually a rut crisis right now. It's because, a serious crisis. Because I, I'm making my judgment on who I want to ruck based on the other one having such a bad performance the week before. And then the other one comes in and plays even worse. It's Between Pitt and Ed and DeConning. It's a crisis. And we'll speak about a trade wrap at the end of the show. But for me, it would be the most... What's the word? Um... It would just be negligent list management if we didn't go out and get another Ruckman in this off-season. And at this point, I don't even care if it's someone like Todd Goldstein just to Ruck for a year. But really, there was one contest which I have to speak about. And this is, for me, the contest that lost us the match. Two minutes to go. Saturday night. Carlton is seven points up. There's a throw-in on the on the fifty, just inside the fifty-meter line, inside Melbourne's forward fifty. Max Gorn has gone. Well, I'm going to go stand twenty meters behind the ball. So Pittenet's rucking against Ben Brown, who's not their second ruckman; he's their third ruckman. Pittenet in the ruck against Ben Brown. Ball goes to ground. Pittenet gets it. Now, I'm not even asking him to hit a target. I'm not. I, quite frankly, I don't even care if he kicks it directly to a Melbourne player. But the kick needed to go further than 10 metres. Needed to clear the area. The kick needed to hit his boot, not his shin. We couldn't even trust him to do the most simple of tasks just to make contact ball to boot. That was too much for him. The ball hit his shin. It rolled about 10 metres into the hands of Max Gorn who took one step and hit Jake Melksham inside 50. Yep. Goal, Carlton lose the game. For me, I don't care what else happened. That there is the moment that lost us the game. If Pittenet is competent enough 
to just make contact with the ball to his boot and kick it 20, 30, 40 metres. As I said, kick it directly to a Melbourne player. I don't care. Just get it out of the area. Just give us time to and get back. And we could not... He could not even execute yeah. the most simple of tasks. Yeah. That, for me, is an absolute dope come Monday. That is a... That is just... You used the word abhorrent. That That is just... That's pulling your hair out type of stuff. Yeah, he had a stinky night. He really and, did. And I'll say it again. That, for me is the worst performance from a Carlton player in 2022. And we're emotional. We've just lost a spot in finals, you know, because of that, you know, we can still make it. But at this point in time, you know, that would have locked us in. Um, and yeah, you know, got to, got to call it how we see it. And Pitonet had a tremendous first month before he got injured. But his return to the side and, you know... It's now come out that he did come back too early. He shouldn't have played that Adelaide game. He wasn't at 100%. And, yeah, I mean, I just wonder, you know, what is going on with Pitonet? He's clearly not right at the moment. Because... Look, he came up against the best ruck in the comp and just got absolutely ass-wiped. As he I know. Seven I know. Marks no, I know. Pitonet had four disposals. As in, he just offered nothing. He didn't offer anything around the contest and he offered nothing as the follow-up. And gave away three free kicks. We, um, ha- we yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a very dirty night. Four disposals, but this is the issue. Two, two of is which it, were direct turnovers. Yeah, he had one mark bolt. No, no, he was Our terrible. Ruckman no, had no, one oh, mark. But that's what the ruckman that he replaced has been doing as well. He hasn't been taking. You know, he's got no aerial presence consistently in the game. Three frees against no, hit and out as well. He was terrible, but he was. But he was. The issue was he was probably more terrible than what DeConning was the week before. So this is what I'm saying. They're both playing so badly where it's worthy of being dropped, yet we're only basing the selection based on who's been worse more recently. Yeah. And that's why it's just going to be DeConning's turn to come in. And if we play an elimination final, it might be it's Pitonet's turn to come in. Do you get what I mean? It's just, it's an absolute circus in the ruck. It's, you use the word crisis. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. And look, they're probably lucky, I think, that Brody Grundy's not available this week. Very lucky. I think they're like... Because, you know, Cameron hasn't been in great form, but Cox killed us last time. Killed us. So, I think it will be DeConning on Sunday. And, boy, he better turn up. I think it will be DeConning. I'm pretty confident it will be. They can't play Pitonet after that. Nah, that was... Yep, that was worst performance of the year. Can't play him after that. Forward line bolt. Let's start with H. Um... (laughs) Gee, it was a weird game from Mackay. He was... Look, he kicked a few goals. He had a couple of other opportunities from the set shot, which he didn't hit. He was good. I was just like late in the game when we were pointing up. You're just hoping he'd take a big pack mark on the wing like he did in, earlier in the season in those close wins. And it wasn't to be. But no, Mackay was good. As in he, he got us... You know, he kept the scoreboard ticking over early when goals were hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think I think the way to describe H's performance was it was good, could have been better. Yeah. It's probably stiff because he was good. But, yeah, it definitely could have been better. Charlie. Well, I guess the same. It was a similar game. He just didn't convert his opportunities, really. Of course, Harrison Petty has to have a career best game. Yeah. As in, look, he still had five shots on goal. He just... Yeah, couldn't take his chances. He kicked the goal to put us eight points up in the last quarter. And I 
that was oh, I thought that was the moment oh, yeah, hands up <laughs> but yeah I just yeah yeah well Kerno's had a couple of quiet weeks now needs to explode on Sunday and I mean five or six explode we take need an explosion the, take us to the finals secure your Coleman and let's get the week off and move on something I like that he did this is just a little bit of a side side note I think it was in the third quarter it was in the third quarter he had the ball 30 metres out on a slide angle yeah 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 he could have kicked a goal yeah he could have thought in my mind yep I, I need a goal to win the Coleman but no squared it up hit Durden yeah and that for me is is exactly what I wanted to see team oh, sure. team player um yeah Charlie's Charlie's one in a million bolt he's he's a once in a generation player for us yep um speaking of Durden let's touch on Durden no he was okay he played a bit further up the ground this week. He was okay. I loved he how... He was better. He was around the ball in the last quarter. Yeah. He played yeah. He played on ball. I don't mind it. You know, we used to kind of do it, you know... He did it against GWS. Yeah, you know, 2008, 2009, we used to do a very similar thing with bets just for maybe three or four minutes at a time. Just kind of change up the mix in there a little bit. Get a bit of zippiness. He's Because he's crafty on the ball, Durden. He's so um, clean. Yeah, no, he is. It was a much better game from Durden. Um, oh, he's... Fuck me. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> shit. I, I, I'll get started while I let you gather your thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm this just... is this is another culprit bolt. Yeah, of someone up. unable to complete the simplest of tasks. Because if he hits Adam Saad, was that with forty seconds to go? Yeah, around about that. If he hits Adam Saad, that chews off another ten seconds. That's the game. It's the ball game. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Uh, yeah, it's and just fucked. So, and the thing with Owies is, it's like, he can have a really good game. He can, he can, his pressure can be elite. Because I think his pressure was good yeah, no, on it, Saturday it, night. Yeah. He didn't hit the scoreboard, but he, his, his pressure was really good. But you know what? It's as simple as this. Since he's come back into the team, he's played three games. And in all three games... He's let us down when it's really mattered. Yeah. Against yeah. Adelaide, we talk about it, that kick early in the third quarter, you know, selfish with ball in hand, went for a shot on goal and missed. That could have got us back in the game. Against Brisbane, he has a shot on goal to put us two goals down when we were just, should have been 10 goals down, misses the shot on goal. And then on the weekend, his biggest blunder of his career, couldn't hit a 20 meter kick. That would have, sewn up the game um yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's hard to talk about it's very hard to talk yeah, about it that, is yeah but yeah yep um Jesse Motlop as in for me he just looked completely out of his depth on Saturday night and look I've got no issues with him playing in the team but the reality is on Saturday night he was completely out of his depth yeah I can't yeah yeah no it's oh, look I'll start off by saying it's hard to disagree with that, but I'm a big Motlop fan and I'm sort Same of... Same I am a Motlop and, fan. And I'm sort of... I'm in this mindset where because he's so raw, I, you have to take the good with the bad. No, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, 
suggesting anything untoward, you know, about Jesse Modlop. It's just he had a really bad night. No, uh, yeah, and I can't disagree with that question. Um, and we're not being salty here, just analysing the game as we always do. Could it have been a free kick, um, that last contest in the middle of the ground where he was clearly blocked by Stephen May? Yeah, as in it could have been. Would it have been wrong to have been a free kick? I can't say I've watched it again, but oh, in, I've watched in, it in, in live time. As in, I, I don't think I would have gone. Oh, that was lucky. As in, in live time when it happened, I was up. Yeah, and then I watched the replay, and it was it looked worse. Yeah, no, clearly yeah. blocked. Yeah, yeah, like clearly. I don't know how it hasn't got more media attention. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, who kicked it to him? Oh, sorry. It was a Melbourne kick and Cripps smothered it. Yeah. And because of the, the smother, of the, it, ball in the middle of the ground. It, it pivoted left and bounced over his head. I mean, Motlop's yeah, yeah. a short dude. Most balls are going to bounce over his head from that distance. Um, and yeah, that was just literally the last player on the ground that you would want to be in that position at that time. Um, okay. Jack Silvani. Martin. Oh, We'll touch well, on Martin well, we kind of touched on Sylvain. Yeah, but I just want to give him a bit more okay. praise. He was absolutely fantastic. Yep. Jack Martin. Well, it's, it was a tale of two halves for Jack Martin. And, you know, you, you know, you were pretty strong on him last week. And, I, you know, the, the justification you gave on your opinion to Martin was the fact that you know there's a good player there. And I said that's probably the reason why they're not going to make any rash moves on him as shithouse as he's been. It was a tale of two halves. His first half was pathetic. Worst on for me in the first yeah, half. Yeah, no, he was. And look, he responded significantly. There are is and he hit the scoreboard. You can't fault him. It was a much... Needed. Oh, yeah, it really was. He, ne- he needed that badly. So his first goal was a good goal. His second goal was very lucky. He nearly caught... That, that would have been... That would have been the moment that we were speaking about on this podcast. On the line? Was it- where he got tripped on the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, it was a trip. It was, but... Of course it was. No, I know, but he nearly cost us. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, that would yeah, have been yeah. enormous. He just didn't need to hold it for that long. Anyway, anyway, kick the goal, lovely. That third goal is his best moment for the year and quite possibly his best moment for the club. It was silky, it was classy, he weaved through players and he kicked a monstrous goal for us when it mattered. Yeah. So, as I did last week, I analysed him and I gave him my thoughts. Well, this week, I've got to give him some credit that goal was absolutely enormous. And and as I said last week, what frustrates me is I know how good he can be because we've seen it. He's such a good footballer that he just should be better than what he is by a mile, which we shouldn't even be having. He's that good. We shouldn't even be having these discussions. But, yep, did well on the weekend. And... Uh, I tell you what, he's a barometer for us, Bolt. He really is. Imagine if you get two goals a game from Jack Martin and and they're flashy and they're big moment goals. Like, that is the type of player he is. So, we need that going forward. Um, And this week against Collingwood, it doesn't get bigger than this for Jack Martin. It really doesn't. Yeah. Because he's going to be the one, I think, on Sunday that... That little X factor. That little X factor. And it's the fact that he can take a pack mark. He's sort of good above head, but he can also be really good when the ball hits the ground. So he's the one for me. He's our barometer on Sunday. Or a good ping his calf 10 minutes into the game. That's why he's the barometer on Sunday, because anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, is that all 22? That is. 
We haven't missed anyone this week. Well, we didn't sub anyone off this week for the no, first no. time in about... Paddy Dale was the unused sub. Very good. <laughs> I just had to get that in there. <laughs> um, all right. 3-2-1, Bolt, on the night. It's got, for me, it's got to be Young, Cripps, Doherty in 3-2-1 order. Young, Cripps, Doherty. I'm going Cripps. I thought he was our best on. He was just, yeah, um, absolutely outstanding. Um I'm going McGovern too. I thought McGovern was really good. And it's taken a weird turn here. But I'm going Cottrell with the one vote. Because he nullified one Are of Melbourne's serious? He nullified one of Melbourne's most damaging players. And I'm being serious here. He just delivered in the last quarter when it mattered. I th- I really I like Yeah, I have to give some sort of credit to Matt Cottrell. I have to. He was just I thought he was so good. Like, Ed Langdon... Has... Take him on a date first. No, nah, but well, Ed Langdon has killed teams. No, I know, I know. And Ed that... Langdon's the key to Melbourne. Like, he shut down the opposition's winger. Like, no, I know, I, I know. He was give... great. I have to get... I... Yeah, I'm giving him a vote. I have to. Um, yeah, it's... You know, a couple of players might be stiff, but I just think we have to... You know, it was... It wasn't just about what Cottrell did with the ball. You know, no, he no, did no. so much without it. So, Cottrell gets a vote for me. Nice. Um, before we do Twitter questions this week, let's quickly do a VFL review. Um, so, we played the undefeated Casey Demons on the Sunday. I think they're going to create history, Bolt. I can't remember a team ever going undefeated in an, an entire VFL season. Their, their only issue might be if Melbourne stay alive in the AFL final series for a while. They might just be carrying over a few more players. Yeah, they- definitely. So, they played Casey, um, and well... Well, we took it up to them for a few quarters. It was very close. So, you know, we look at the way that this match unfolded. It was another heartbreaking moment for the club. Quarter time down by three points. Half time, we were up by one point. Three quarter time, we were down by nine. And the fourth quarter, we kicked the first goal. It was... It was game on, but the Demons then kicked two goals late to uh, one goal to Steady and then a a late goal from Bowie to uh, put the nail in the coffin. One of the lowest scoring games you'll see, 6-13-49 Casey beating Carlton 5-3-33. So, I mean, it was 19 scoring shots to eight. And, you know, you look at the stats in this match, it was 53 inside 50s to 44, which is actually not that bad. But yeah, Melbourne dominated all the stats. Um, just a lot of behinds couldn't hit the scoreboard. But we look at the Carlton list of players in this match. Lockie Fogarty, 18 disposals, a goal, three marks, and the one that stands out, 13 tackles. So uh, Fogarty's pretty much been our best player in the twos every week for a while now. And uh, he probably wasn't our best player on the weekend, but that's worth mentioning. Paddy Dow had 34. Um... So he was probably our best player. Admittedly, I've only watched the highlights and snippets. I didn't watch the full match. Couldn't bring myself to watch Carlton the next day. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Jack Carroll, good to see him. 22 disposals, nine tackles, four inside 50s. Um, And I'm really surprised, Bolt, that he hasn't been given more of a crack at the absence of Kennedy, Hewitt, and Chera. Like, I think he deserved to get a crack this week after what Setterfield and Dow dished up last week. I hear. I just think he needs another summer before we throw him back into the deep end. 
Yeah, but we're still confident we got a player there. I hope so. Um, Will Hayes had 19. Um, De Conning kicked a goal, 14 disposals, 18 hitouts. Sam Durden had 15 disposals. Brody Kemp only had seven, so he played, I'm assuming, I didn't see him in any of the highlights. He must have played much more of a lockdown role. Um, Plowman had 13 disposals. Uh, Murkov had two disposals. He injured his knee early. True. Murkov yeah. was, yeah, oh, another injury to add to the list. And Aquay only had two tackles. He must have possibly got injured or he is playing a tough role as a key position player. So Would have been windy on the Sunday morning. Yes. Uh, 12 o'clock game as well. Very early. Very early. But uh, yes, that is the VFL wrapped up. So... So well, they're, Puts they're them in a monstrous position. Crunch this time for the VFL team as well. They've got Collingwood, Curtin Razor at the MCG winning their in as well. So yeah, basically the situation it's is it's a big day for the football club. So so Collingwood also need a win though because this is the situation. Carlton sit in eighth on forty points, but Richmond are also alive. They're sitting in ninth on forty points as well. Richmond play Frankston who, with all due respect, they should be beating. Yeah. So Richmond are going to win. So basically, we have to beat Collingwood. But Sound familiar? Collingwood are a chance to slip out. If we beat Collingwood and Richmond beat Frankston by a lot, Richmond's percentage should overtake Collingwood. And then all that will need to happen is Gold Coast will need to beat North Melbourne. And they are... Well, North Melbourne are 18th. So... Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, it's like it's an, it, it's basically an elimination final because no, I, well. I think if Carlton beat Collingwood, I reckon Collingwood will slip out. VFL, LFC. Yeah, I think Collingwood are going to slip out if they lose. Um, mm, yeah, it's going to be tight. It's going to be a percent. Yeah, I mean, is that too much percentage to make up? Richmond seven seven percent behind Collingwood. Richmond playing Frankston. Mm, no, they'd need Carlton a, playing Collingwood. They'd need to smash them, and then it might get. Juicy. Yeah, so maybe Collingwood won't miss out. Maybe I'm trying to create too much theory. Well, no, it's a big game for us anyway in the VFL. Well, yeah, it's an elimination final win and we're in. And we'll 11.45 know. 11.45 at the G. You may as well go because I, I reckon I'm going to go to the VFL game. And the Richmond game's on Saturday. So we'll know exactly if we need a win or not. Oh, I didn't, oh, listen to this. Is a, this is what I'm, I'll be doing Sunday. 11.45 MCG. Watch the VFL boys. Yes. But I'll have to check out at about halftime. Straight down to the bar at 1.10 for the Hawthorne Western Bulldogs game in Tassie. Straight on, and then I'll be at my seat at 3.18. Lovely. <laughs> Sounds like a crazy Sunday. Well, it's, it's either going to be one of the best Sundays you ever attend at the football or a get-out-of-there-quickly one. Um, yes, there was an AFLW match before this yeah, week. Yeah, I think it was a pracky. Yeah, so I was going to say, because I just looked at the fixture, it was, it was a pracky. Um, we got absolutely pummeled by Melbourne. I think it was 86 to 16 or something like that. Yeah, well, the AFLW team's been a mess the last 18 months. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's so it's so deflating because, you know, you go back to that grand final against Adelaide, people were saying going into the next year that we were the team to beat. Yeah. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of things have happened that have caused us to basically fall apart, but... Yeah, let's uh, let's hope they've got a they've got a big season opener against Collingwood, twenty fifth of August. It's all about fucking Collingwood. <laughs> it's it's a Thursday night at Icon Park. That's yeah. going to be a big game. Get around him, go support him. Um, we'll be there, and uh, let's hope we get the chockies. All right, Twitter questions, Bolt. Nice. Um, should we do a trade wrap before the Twitter questions? We'll do one after. 
Okay, we'll do one afterwards. Um, now, we've got, we'll start off with the great man, Benj Michelson. He said, first time ask a long time listener. <laughs> great man. Um, how did the boys after the long week, after the week long Crip saga being plagued with injuries and playing the most brutal game of the year mentally get through the week to bring a performance like that again? It's tough, isn't it? It's very tough. And you've been saying repeatedly, they left it all out there on Saturday night. How do you go again? And that's the question where your leaders are just going to have to pick him up. We've got an eight-day break, an extra day, and no travel on Collingwood this week. They just got to go. Look, they know what's up. They know what's up for grabs, and they know if they win, they get the week off. Yeah. So they they've just got they've just got to go again. They they there's everything to win this weekend. Damon Mule surely Doc stays in the mid. Yeah, he will. Damon Mule again. How good was it to see Setters playing inside? He was brilliant. Oh, I, I just. Yeah, it was a better game for him on a personal ball-winning note, for sure. And he looks more competent around the stoppage. But for me, he just lost his jewel. And I don't like that. Yes, Jimmy Faz, the great man. He's West Ham. They, they, got, they got done last night, Jimmy. Yeah, they did. Um, and I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm very happy about that. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, he says, after a decade of being a basket case, why does this loss feel like the worst loss that we have ever had? Well, expectation does that to you, doesn't it? You know, when yeah. there's something relevant to play for, the losses are going to sting a bit more rather than, you know, when we're 13th on the ladder losing in round 19 by a point. So, yeah, as in, it's just because we know. Like, how good, would the, how good would the weekend have been if we won on Saturday night? This week would have been cruisy. We'd be in the finals singing and dancing. Would have been outstanding. Yeah. Damon Mule responded to that tweet and said, and then next week will be the best win we've had in a decade. Well, hopefully. Balance. <laughs> um, Damien Birmingham, great effort with a heartbreaking end, but we will learn from it. I like the prospect of an early elimination final. If we get through, which I think we do, it will harden us up as well as giving us a week's rest to, to prepare. Doc in the middle was a revelation. I'm excited. And yeah, I, I'd like to touch on this because I think we have to sort of... We have to... At times like this, when it is just that grim, you have to look at the positives. And I do truly believe and hope that that is going to be an astronomical turning point in the club's journey forward. Because a loss like that, it's it's imperative the way that you respond to a loss like that. And it's so important that we, that we respond in the right manner and in the right fashion. And I think that regardless of what happens this weekend, a loss like that is going to be invaluable learning experience going forward for this group. I hope so. But hopefully those lessons are made within a week, not over a year. Well, exactly. Adam Papal says, should Voss stay coaching from the sidelines? I personally love it. Is Jack Silvani our best ruckman? And can Jack Martin and Will Setterfield back it up? So firstly, I think I think Voss should definitely... I, I think all coaches should coach from the sidelines. Like, why why don't they? Well, I guess it's a bit of an each to their own. I don't know what works best for him. Uh, I guess it's a more direct way of communication, but I guess he can see better when he's in the box. Well, for someone who's not in the four walls and got absolutely no idea what works and what doesn't, I will say that it's quite confronting to have a figure like Michael Voss on the bench. I'm sure it would be. And it just might add that minuscule element of concentration from the players. 
don't fuck up and then go see Voss on the bench. Exactly. Honestly, though. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, was there a loss that hit harder than this in recent memory? This one actually had me waking up the morning with teary eyes thinking about it. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's probably... Yeah, I've, we've seen some really... We've seen some dark nights at the football in terms of margin size yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, laughing stock-esque. But in terms of like a result actually affecting you, the, yeah, uh, yeah, for me that, yeah. You know, the elimination, the 09 elimination final was a stinker. I took the 2010 and 11 ones a bit better. But yeah, this is up there. Yeah, this, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, it was probably the worst loss I've ever experienced. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, it's probably the worst loss. Brady Park, 87 tackles and 22 from Walsh and Cripps combined. If we bring the pressure like that next week, it'll go a long way to helping us win. Frustrating that it was lacking the last couple of weeks. Is this the most flat you've been after a loss? Well, I think we've just answered that. Yeah. Um, Clint Bolton says, will our back line in its current form be too big and slow for the Collingwood forward line? Yeah. If so, who moves and where? Young might have been the obvious choice for a rest, but he stood up against Melbourne. Yep. Weedering seems to be lacking the most confidence out of all of them. He does. There's no doubt about it in terms of the four big men. He's probably the one that's, you know, his best game's been the furthest away at the moment. Um, I, I don't think they're going to take it. Look, they might be a bit too big and too slow. They, how, Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They, they'll, go, they'll stick with it. I hope it doesn't get exposed, though, in terms of the leg speed. It looks like they're going to bring in Zach Williams, which should help us on the ground in the back well, line. Yes, the next question has now been from Carlton FC 2022. Do we play Williams in the middle if he's available, seeing as his best game ever came against the Pies in the midfield? Yeah, um, I don't think they will, just given he hasn't played since round yeah. nine. So he's going to be underdone either way. As in, we're th- we're, we are rolling the dice here, playing Zach Williams. I don't think he should be playing. He probably shouldn't be. I'd, in fact, I'd be furious if he played. I think he's going to play. I think we're past that point. I think if, he'll play. If I, it's for Nunes, I don't mind. Yeah. Because well, quite that's... frankly, I don't mind if you play ahead of Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly the man I'm angry with after that. But no. you know what? Anyway, yeah, but, but Williams, it's, Williams can't be it, It's a tried and tested thing across the league. <clears throat> as in, underdone players don't get the job done. So He can't they, be playing. He, yeah, it's... I think he will, but yeah. He can't be playing. I think you'll see number six out there. Um, TF Greeny 33 says, this was always going down to the last game of the season against the Pies. Yeah. Having Pitternet, Weedering and Mackay compared to what we've had the last time we played them should give us a sense of cautious optimism. It is the biggest game of the last 10 years. Go Blues. Um, yeah, it was always coming down to this, wasn't it? Well, the AFL's nailed it, putting this on the final day of the season. Carlton win, they make the eight. Collingwood win, they make the four. Arch enemies, will be, we'll be going close to 90k at the G on Sunday. Minimum, surely. Yeah, yeah, we should. It's, yeah, it's a sudden death game for the Blues. Carlton home game. It is, it's clearly our biggest game in 10 years. Um, it was written in the stars, wasn't it? FDR says it's gonna be feral it's gonna be nuts it is going Thank to be God. so hostile at the mcg it's gonna be Shit. mental you just don't want to be the losers of that game i just don't want to fall behind early <laughs> I, you don't want to have to sit there for like an hour knowing you're not gonna win 
I would like... If we're going to lose that game, I'd like to know that well, we're going to... if gonna, we're going to lose that game, make sure the Bulldogs lose before us. <laughs> if, if, if the Bulldogs lose and then we're going to... Sorry, if the Bulldogs win and then we're going to lose that game... I'd like to know with five minutes to go because I don't want to be there when the final siren goes. No. And I don't leave games early. No. I don't don't know know, if I've left one early. But that is a game which I would make an exception for. If Because I fear for... I fear for... Yeah, just everything. It'll be a nightmare. If Hawthorne win on Sunday, how big's the roar going to be midway through the Carlton game? Oh, it'll be (laughs) mental. It'll be like midway... It'll be around quarter time. It'll be about... Yeah, it'll be at about quarter Do you know what time-ish. it'll be like? It'll be like when you're watching the Premier League and like yeah. Liverpool and City going for the title. Yeah, 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 City score a goal and the Liverpool fans go nuts at their match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be those types of scenes. If Hawthorne win, are you? Legs up. Thanks for coming. Yeah, See honestly, you at the Gabba straight, next week. Straight to the bar, couple beers. Well, yeah. Michael Cerevolo says it's been pretty clear that we lack the on-field experience and leadership in the high-stakes games. I really like, I really think if you look at the teams like Brisbane, Sydney, Collingwood and Fremantle and Melbourne, they all brought in players who have played in grannies or won it all. I think we need some of that. These teams were all down the bottom with us the last few years as well and their growth has been far more accelerated than ours. And it's right. I mean, we don't have anyone at the club that can say they've been there and done it. There's no one there who can. Yeah. And I don't know who, I don't know what options there are. Like, you know, you look around the competition who really is there that we can bring in that has that experience? The one for me who we should have brought in a few years ago was Brandon Ellis. Yep. And, you know, I've listened to a couple podcasts he's on and you can tell he's having a massive impact at the Gold Coast, setting standards and knowing what it takes. Is there someone from a Geelong or a Richmond or like just a 30-year-old who can come in for a year or two and... You know, not even if they don't even have to play every week, just set some standards. Is there anyone? I mean, we had Eddie Betts on the list who had played a grand final, but, you know, he's now gone. Is there anyone who can come in bolt? Well, I feel like we speak about Jeremy McGovern every week. Well, that's true. <laughs> Jeremy McGovern. We speak about him every week. Do we? I feel like we have the last three. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd, he like fits him to, the bill. I'd like him to come over. We'll speak about a trade wrap just after this. Um, surely there are some more options though. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I I I thought obviously he wasn't interested in playing because he kind of retired a bit prematurely. But I thought Asprey would have made sense after he lost Jones. Yeah, yeah, um, that would have. But you know, I don't think he's could, interested. Could you weasel Kane one year more, one more year out of Kane Lambert? No, I think he's done. He's, he's <laughs> gone. His body's gone. Um. Chris Jones says, is Doc the midfielder that we hoped Williams would be? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Well, I think he's the midfielder we hoped he'd be before he did two ACLs. Adrian Sal says, why can't we have nice things? And Damon Mule said, it's going to make it even sweeter when we finally get 17. Well, that it will. As in, when the elusive premiership comes... One day, it will be the most satisfying thing of all time because we were there for the really, We've really... We've been through everything possible. Everything. Like, literally everything. Well, it's Carlton. We're going to have to lose a grand final before we win one. That's yeah, just how it's going to go with Carlton. Absolutely. But, but, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough life. It really... It's just... It's Saturday night was so bad. 
It was just a straight up tease. This is a good question from JC2806. Does Collingwood's bubble being burst help or hinder us? Now, this was this is a bit of an LFC question on top of just a psychological yeah. question. Well, in terms of LFC, I th- they still would have been playing... Mm, yeah, in terms of LFC, it's not great because they now actually have to win to make the four because yeah. they'll finish fifth or sixth otherwise. But in terms of what it does to their confidence, maybe it puts a bit of doubt into them. You know, the... Their run of luck maybe has come to an end as such. You know, maybe they go back to the drawing board and try and change a few things up after it was exposed against the Swans. So, uh, it, it's hard to know. It's just, you know what? It's almost like all forms going going to go out the window for this game. It is yeah. going to be an all-out war it's between go- it's two old friends. It's going to be a serious war. Hayden French says, It's a heartbreaking loss. However, I'm super proud of the effort. Doherty into the midfield was a masterstroke. H first May was a good watch. Jack Martin played a good game too. I'm very confident confidence versus the Pies this week. Kennedy unavail hurts. Going to need a huge effort this week with no passengers. I could not agree more. This is not a week to go into your shell. No. This is leave a week. Out leave everything out there. You're going to get the week off no matter what this week. It's just a matter of do you want six months off or a week off? The Kennedy loss is enormous. Ah, it's a stinger. It is absolutely... It is... It is... Enormous. Just, yeah. And he is the player, the grunt player, who I would have wanted this week against Collingwood. For sure. It's it's a huge loss. It is just an enormous loss. Evan Blake says, I like that Voss finally let his creative side take over by utilizing Doherty and Setters in some of the later set of bounces. Um, Yeah, this is an interesting one. He says, I thought Setterfield played an incredible role on Oliver. And we should look at utilising him against Pendlebury next week. Thoughts? Well, has Pendlebury still beat... Did he play in the midfield against Sydney? Yeah, a little bit. I'd be tagging that little Dacos boy. Nick Dacos? Yeah, that one. That what we what we did against Callum Mills a few years ago. Just go that, in and get yes, stuck exactly. into him. You take the little wonder boy out. You put your elbows into him. You put your fist to his throat. So who's the man to do that? Do we have someone? Is it Stocker? No. Nah, yeah, we've got someone. Who is it? He's got red hair. Cotters. 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 <laughs> like, and I'm, and I'm talking, we have to assert ourselves on this game. Yeah, we do. Like, like, yeah. Angry. Now, there were a lot of brawls against Melbourne. That's Twitter questions done, by the way. Yeah. Um, it was were, a bit heated. There were a lot of brawls. Now... I, I think I, I think up. we could be seeing world record <laughs> stuff. I'm, this it's, is going to be like the seventies and the eighties. This is just going to be an all-out brawl. It is there. You do know that at the end of it's either going to be at quarter time, half time, or three quarter yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. There is going to be a twenty-two on twenty-two brawl. The players are going to be sprinting off the bench to get involved. <laughs> we might see a bit of Antonio Conte and Tuchel from this morning. You know, the managers, the, the coaches might get involved. Oh, There's- Voss and McRae are good mates. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they'll yeah. be right. There's going <laughs> to be- Maybe if it was Mouldhouse Buckley. Oh, well, that would have been juicy. How good but- would that have been if they were still coaching? <laughs> Shit. Really? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, For the sake of the game. But yes, nah, it is going to be- It's going to be theatre. That's what Look, it's going to be. It's the most 
mouth-watering game for a neutral fan you could imagine. They will get millions are going to view this. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's the biggest game of the season. This yeah. is like this could be the game, and you know the rivalries never died out. But this could be the game that reignites like the seventies, eighties style rivalry where it was just the hate, the war when you played them. This is going to reignite it. Well, I guess we haven't played them in a final since 1988. Yeah. And this is literally a final. Yeah. So, and there's so much at stake for both. So, yeah, it's going to be, or it's... Now, is there any chance that if we do win, that we get them in the first week? Is that mathematically possible? If we win, yeah, we would have to... Freo would have to lose to GWS. Either Freo would have to lose to GWS or Richmond would have to lose to Essendon. Well, you know what happens when teams get new coaches. Yeah. Daniel Giannzaracuza this week against the Tigers. Or Richmond lost to North on the back of a new coach. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Last round though. Yeah. Um, all right. Trade wrap bowl. I'm very superstitious. And the last time we made the finals in twenty thirteen, Richmond also played Essendon on that Saturday night. And we had to win that last round as well. I just, you know, thought yeah. I'd put that out there. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> um, who won that game? Richmond. Okay, so we need Richmond to win then. Just rewrite the script. Yeah. But um, and, yeah, and, there, there is a chance we play Collingwood. And we came we back from five goals down against Port. Yeah, in 39 that. points. So you never know. If Collingwood get out in front, just don't write us off. Um, all right. I don't want to be 39 points down. No, well, obviously not. There's been a bit of a trade um, whisper that's gone around. The great man, Mark Stevens, he's at RSN now. He dropped this morning on radio. Is he in politics? He is, but he still does. I actually don't know if he's still in politics, but he definitely does some sort of media work. Um, he used to be, was it with Channel 7? Yeah. So he's a very, you know, well-renowned journo. Um, and he dropped on RSN this morning the following... Uh, about Fisher Mackesy, 2019 pick six in the national draft to Adelaide. He hasn't played a match this year. He's barely played for them since he's joined them. Uh, and this is what uh, John, uh, sorry, Mark Stevens had to say today. He said, "I believe that he will be at the Blues next year." Um, so this it's strong comments. He says Fisher Mackesy, pick six, 2019 draft. He's only played 10 games at Adelaide. He can't quite get into the side. It's been a mystery. He just has not had a run at it. He's a Melbourne boy. You can write this one down, Carlton. They are all over Fisher Mackesy. I believe he'll be at the Blues next year. They need some more key defensive stocks. I think they need quality defenders, and they probably need one more. So Mark Stevens believes it's done. He thinks Fisher Mackesy will be at Carlton next year. Uh, two questions for you, Bolt. The first one being... Um, do we like that? Do we, you know, do we want that? Is that something that we'd be interested in? And the second question being, what would it take in terms of what is he worth? What do we need to give up? Well, it's a tough one. So do we reckon he hasn't been playing off the back of they've just known that? Because the whispers last year, he wanted to go home and then he put that to bed. He signed a two-year extension. Because you remember Rashudo was getting stuck into him on <laughs> yeah, SA yeah, yeah. Raider. They were getting into him a bit. So do you reckon it's been a case of they've kind of known this is coming or he's just simply not good enough because, you know, Butts is clearly their number one. And then they've been playing guys like Sam Murray. Worrell. Worrell's come in. Um, you know, even Mitch Hinge kind of plays some weird role down there sometimes. Yeah. Um, I- I'm not sure. I Look, I-, I haven't watched him this year, so I'm not sure where his form's well, he at. He hasn't played a match. He's, yeah, he's raw. So, 
is he going to be a walk-up into this Carlton team? Well, probably not. But I guess it does add good young depth for us as well. Um, I guess if we can get him... I, I, said to, I, I think if we can get him for what the Liam Jones compensation pick is worth, that should be our ceiling on what we give. Nothing better than that. What if we get a second-round pick, though, for Jones? Because we should. If he's going to uh, sign a three-year deal with yeah, the Bulldogs... Just age and money. I don't... I, for me, the best will be the end of second round pick. I think that will be the best case for Jones. End of second round. So it won't be the second pick, the second round following our own pick. Yeah. It'll be at the end of the round, which is probably going to be in the 40. F- yeah, about early 40s. I think I wouldn't want to give up more. But yeah. Adelaide's, Adelaide's, Adelaide's probably going to start with, we'll take your pick 11. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they, they will. I reckon that's where... They will feel entitled to that. How many years has he been on the list for? Three? Three. He was the pick six three years ago. They're going to blame the bullshit COVID seasons and whatnot. They'll ask for some stupid... I just got that feeling. All right. My opinion is... We absolutely cannot be giving up anything more than a third round pick. Yeah. If we get pick 40, nah, not worth that. No, nah. for Mackesy. No, nah, absolutely no, not. I can, I can. I'm, I'm having nah, power. I'm not. Uh, no, nah, I'm not willing to part ways with that because I think that, and it's a real thing. It is a real thing that 2019 draft having their first two years in the system be COVID years. If you weren't playing AFL, you basically weren't playing full stop. Yep. So for me, that's what that is. That's the ground they're going to hold firm on. I understand, but it's like we've already got Kemp and Philp. Yep. We don't need to add another precarious, no, I agree. unknown I agree. commodity. I, I, it doesn't keep me up at night if Fisher Mackis is in a cold and jumper or not. Like for me, in a few months. If it's if it's a pick inside the forties, I'm saying no, thank you. If we can get him for something outside the forties, lovely. I'm, I'm, I don't mind that forty. Yeah, I just I think there's yeah there's too much risk involved to be giving up a first or second round pick. I think it's as simple as that. He's not worth a second round pick. He hasn't played. Well, end of second round, I'll say start of the third. Then does that make you, does that sound better? It does. Third round pick is what I said. No, no, third but, round no, and no, onwards. End of the second round. It would be the last pick of the second round. That's how that compensation would work. I'll say this. So I'm going to reword it and say it's going to be the first pick of the third round. I, I will say this. Pick inside the forties, no. Pick outside the top forty, yes. Okay. So it's I'm not, not giving I up. Pick. There's no way. They'd be able to get him for that. So then we don't get him. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I, yeah. That's exactly. I do not want to be giving anything up inside the top 40. I think that would be an absolute waste. And you know what? So pick, Consider- 40, so pick Consi- 40, yes. Pick 39, no. Yep. No, nah, pick, for- pick 40 is a bit of a... Mm, pick 41, yes. Pick 39, no. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, but in all seriousness, with how well Nick Austin has drafted for us, he's yep. got some gems. Carol, Motlop, Durden. Like, no, I know. I would rather back him in than go and get someone who's had two COVID-riddled years and hasn't played for one of the worst teams in the comp. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I'm not I'm not for yeah, one minute excited at this. It would be a nice little depth option, but that's about it for now. Uh, the other one I want to talk about, which is uh, another player at Adelaide who also has not been able to play a single game this year. Or maybe he's played a handful. Lockie Scholl, because yeah. he's been the one, I guess, all year that people have sort of said, yeah, you know, pencil that in, Lockie Scholl, he'll be at Carlton next year. Um, just get your thoughts on Lockie Scholl and your thoughts on whether he'd be a good acquisition. I see him as exactly like Lockie O'Brien. Basically a mirror 
of Lockie O'Brien. Yep. And I don't. Yeah, and I know I've said he's had a pretty poor four or five weeks, but I like Lockie O'Brien. So this is going back. But to I'm not May. sure if I'd like two Lockie O'Brien. Like though. the Herald Sun reported in May that like Lockie Shoal was Carlton bound. So it's been going on for a while. Um, and yeah, I, I do think that you know it's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, the other one who's sort of there's been whispers, nothing concrete. But there's been whispers floating around that Blake Akers might want out yeah, of Fremantle. Where has that come from? I don't know. It's been floating. Well, that'd be a great option. Like an incredible option on the wing. Yeah. I think it's clear to say, like, I don't think we need to bring in forwards. We can always do with more. You can do with players anywhere. But I think the forward line's pretty settled. We've got great talls. We've got great smalls. There's options. I don't think forwards are necessarily what we need. I think we need mids, but that the priority has to be bringing in Ruckman and wings. Like we need to bring in, we have to we have to get a good wing bolt. We so, have no, to. No, there's no doubt. It's the clear deficiency in our team. We've had five to ten players roll through the wing this year. It is just, it's imperative that we bring in a decent wingman. I know they've said Carl Amon to Hawthorne is all but done, but in my opinion. It's not done until it's signed on the dotted line, and I'd still be going as hard as we can for Carl Amon. Yep. Um, Blake Akers is a good option. So we need to bring in a wing, and we need to bring in a ruck. Is there any rucks that catch your eye that we could bring in? And as I mentioned, just someone possibly experienced, you know, who can come in and just ruck for us for a year or two while we wait for DeConning to develop more and possibly become a player. It's tough. Is it a Goldstein type thing, or is that a year too late? It might be a year too late. Mm. It might be. There's no one that really jumps to mind. Um, there's always going to be a ruck merry-go-round at some point, but they're going to be in a similar vein to how we got pit in it. Um, yes, that, that it's going to probably be that second-tier class ruckman. Um, is Matt Flynn someone you'd be at all interested at looking in? Yeah. That could somewhat work. Like, at the end of the day, you do have to ask the question, are they going to be better than what we've got? For me, We like, just need another, another option. We do. Like, we just need... It's too hard to find a good Ruckman on the trade scrap heap. Now, there is one very good Ruckman who's going to be on the scrap heap this year. Yeah. Why would we not go for Brody Grundy? Well, yeah. As in, I'd love to get Brody Grundy, but do you honestly think they're going to pay a third of his salary to go to Carlton? Yeah, they won't do that, but... But yeah, I'd love to get Brody Grundy. Like, maybe we can offer them a better deal than than Melbourne would. Because it looks like he's going to go to Melbourne. Yeah, I still don't know what's happening there, but yeah. It looks like it's every possibility. He's met with them, reportedly. I'd, look, I'd love Brody Grundy. I can't see it being a viable option, though. All right, that's it for this week. We will do it, I mean... You'd want to be subscribed to our Substack during the trade period because we'll be doing daily episodes um, and a lot of content to come there with lots of guests. But Bolt, before we end the show, team changes for this crunch elimination final against the old enemy. Oh, boy. Um, well, I, I think it will be DeConning for Pittanet. Yes. One. That's one. I think it will be Williams for Nunes. Yes, that's two. Can definitely agree with that. And I think it Even though be, I don't think William should be playing. And I think it will be Chera for O'Brien. Well, actually, no. I'm going to adjust that. 
I think... Mm, depends how we go structurally here. I, I think it, it'll be either O'Brien or Motlop. It depends what they do. I think they'll play Motlop. Motlop is safe. You're, I don't know if he's safe, but I think Motlop they'll play is him. safe. Then I think it might be O'Brien. But can you... you think, yeah, I think it'll be O'Brien. I can't see them dropping O'Brien and Nunes without well, bringing Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe they'll move Setterfield back to the wing. I think Setterfield is at risk of being dropped. No, I don't think he'll be dropped. I don't think he'll be dropped. Maybe Chero will play on the wing. Mm, I just think, yeah, this is the type of game where you just like what what do we gain out of playing Setterfield on the wing? If the if if no, if he's on the wing, we gain nothing. If Setterfield stays in the team to play on a wing, he should be dropped yeah, no, ahead the, of O'Brien. Yeah, no, I agree. But I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be Chera on the wing. The way I see it unfolding, I don't reckon they're gonna drop Pitonet. I if it was me, he'd be the first one no, out. I think they will. It's gonna be well, Pinnanet for DeConning is irrelevant to the other changes. Yep. So, if Williams gets up, I think it'll be Nunes. I agree with you. Yep. If Williams doesn't get up, it's going to be as simple as Chera for Nunes, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. All right. Another show in the books. We will absolutely be doing a preview show for the Collingwood game. It is going to be monstrous. Get down to the G on Sunday. Tough to get a ticket now, but do your best. This is Big Bolt. It's as big as it's ever been for us. And, uh, wow. Take the game by the scruff of the neck. Get out there. Get angry. Oh, it's an elimination final. Just I, I come want, prepare. Come you prepare. You know what I want? Prepare yourself for heartbreak. Hope for a great night. I want the good old days where there'd be a massive brawl before the ball is even bounced. Yeah, well. Like, within reason, because we might have to play the week after. Yeah. Within, I want, within reason. I want carnage. Yeah. Carnage. Well, we'll see. It's, it's a huge it's it's a huge day for the league, let alone us. Yeah. Like it is enormous. Thank you, everyone. Big match coming up, as big as it gets. Come on, blues. It's 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 exciting. If they it's can't not, get up no, it's not. If it's they can't scary. get up for this, they'll never get up for anything. Yep. Yeah. I agree. GBs, go blues. Go blues. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blues.